Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very big podcast today. It's episode 33 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast with myself, Barry, and my co-host. Uh, Craig, I'm still here, and I don't have a countdown. We, we don't have a <laughs> countdown for PlayStation? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. All right, so a day and something, right? All right, <laughs> I, I guess I'll have to take that. Yep. If you don't already know what we talk about here, we talk about gaming and entertainment news that happened over the week and give opinions on what we played or watched over the week as well. As I've already introduced myself, and we've introduced Craig, we're going to go ahead and get to the news, and happy next-gen day. Today, the day we're recording this, is the day the Xbox Series consoles comes out. Yep, it is Xbox Day. Yep, and it's a day fully dedicated to Xbox. And so, so I I won't, I I have very early impressions, because I spent the first six hours of this console (laughs) life just updating and downloading games. Yep. That's literally what I did. But first... We'll get into the news, and then we'll get into all the impressions that we have. Sweet. There isn't a lot of news, luckily. So, Season 7 of Apex released, and that's a big deal to me. And yep. you play Apex, and a lot of people play Apex. If you didn't already know, Season 7 got released, and there's a new uh, battlefield, is I guess the word I'm going to put safe A new for map. It. A new map. That's a, that, yep. that's a better word. I'm glad you came up with that. <laughs> a new concept we're gonna call it a map yeah that's uh, i'm the fake gamer you're the real one because i can't figure out the words all right that's it's my first news story i'll allow you to go next all right you're not even going to talk about the the battle pass mess on that no not yet i was gonna talk about that in the games we've played for the okay week. so i'll go with something else we finally got the long-awaited announcement that we are getting a remaster on the mass effect trilogy um it's about time i know they've been hinting at it for a while and also on a side note that they also announced that they are working on a new game in the mass effect series um also kind of interesting to note the mass effect andromeda which came out on xbox one and i think ps4 as well will not be in this it's just the original three games and it is not a full remaster they didn't go through and redo everything but they did put everything up to 4k so I am excited to play through it again. I love the Mass Effect trilogy. So even if it's not a complete remaster, it's still enough for me to for sure pick this up and play through it again. I do love the trilogy as well, and I am excited. I just kind of... If it's not a remaster, then why wait this long for it? Right. For the, for the most part, like... It seems like and, they've done a lot of work to it, but I think in general, like expecting them to remaster all three games is is a lot. So if they can improve the controls on the first one, that's really what I'm looking for the most. Because that first one handled poorly. I I do admit it. And <laughs> it's it's missions were weird. I really hope, like, if, I, if I'm picking things that I just griped about the Mass Effect series and Mass Effect 2, the planet scanning thing, I, just, to, just to make it, you know, if just make it easier or make it, you know, super, super easy because... I was I was so bad with that stuff. I was the type of person that I would find every single spike on yeah. every single planet. You don't need to do that. Let me make it aware. You don't need that much planetary material. But regardless, I did it because I thought, you know, I needed it. Right. And in a way, you do. But that's... I'm uh, sure there'll that, be a, a trophy slash achievement for doing that, though, because uh, I'm pretty I, sure there was for the the original. Yes, I'm pretty sure you're right. I'd have to go. I'd have to go and check. I wonder if I can still get to my 360 achievements from my new Series X. Should be able to. Uh, what else you got? 
next thing for me is Amazon orders. People have been getting emails about them today, and their uh, Amazon has been coming out and saying that some of these Series X orders are either getting delayed or being delivered December 31st at the latest. <laughs> so it's almost like ordering one, pre-ordering it, and then waiting for it to get off a boat or airship to get into the United States for them to then ship it to you. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's kind of weird. Uh, and I guess Amazon is doing this because they know how pop, like how sought after these new consoles are. And if you're a parent who's trying to get this for their kid for Christmas, you can at least tell them, Hey, you know, here's a, here's a picture of it. You're getting it hope, you know, before December 31st. <laughs> Yeah. But not not a lot of retailers would do this type of thing where you kind of sell something even though you don't have the inventory for it. Right. And I still feel like I'm in the minority here, and we've said this before, but like consoles should be something you do for store pickup at all times because it's always nothing but issues with shipping. So Yeah, I, and then you you also ahead. have to worry about it being delivered and Correct. being it stolen off it, your porch. Exactly. Or sitting out in the rain or the snow. Like it's I just don't understand people who get it shipped to their house and then you're trusting UPS to not throw it on the back of their truck and have it bounce around or FedEx one or the other. I just don't, I don't know. I don't see why you do that. Like I got, you know, we both got ours today in store pickup and it's been fine. So I just don't understand that mindset. Yeah, neither do I, but I guess to each their own. I know yeah. some people don't want to go out at all due to COVID mm -hmm. and that makes sense, but things all of the stores now have some sort of curbside pickup where you don't even have to leave your car. Right. <laughs> and even if you're scared to go out, you know, if you're, if you know, you're going to the store to shop, you're at the same risk as you would be going out to a Best Buy or a Walmart or a GameStop, anything like that. Right. It, I'm, I'm just glad that so far the system, like, you know, everybody who kind of got their system, I haven't heard any horror stories about, you know, people not getting theirs yet. So I'm interested to see when that pops up next week. Yeah, I'm sure it'll, there'll be some of those stories. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I want to just add on real quick. I know we had talked about, I think last week, about the uh, 800 or so gigabytes on the back of the PlayStation box. Yep. Um, and then now they are saying that actually when you boot up your PS5 on Thursday, when you get it, you will have 667 gigabytes available out of the one terabyte, uh, which... <laughs> which is crazy. Um, just not getting into like our initial reviews of the Xbox, but I believe when I turned mine on, it was 800. Is that what yep. you said? Yeah. Yeah. Just about. Yep. So 200 gigs is dedicated to, you know, the OS. Um, but PS five is a little bit more, quite a bit more. It's almost half your hard drive. And also there is no day one, uh, hard drive support for PlayStation five. They'd said it would come in a patch. But as of, you know, day one on Thursday, you will not have that option. So you're kind of limited. Thankfully, there isn't a million games coming out. Um, but I'm going to imagine 667 gigabytes is not going to get you very far. Yeah, and we're going to get into my rant about all of that when we get <laughs> to, like, the review of the Series X. Because the saving grace of everything so far for me is I bought that expansion card. Mm -hmm. And the, the amount of games that I can download, like, I and to be fair i still have 1.1 terabytes like available on my console after downloading updating everything right and of course this doesn't include the next gen versions of madden fifa because that doesn't come out till um first week of december 
but the fact that I can look at it and still know I have plenty of space, I know I'm going to be good. Hell, I even <laughs> I even downloaded uh, Anthem because it's on EA Play and right. just because it's free. And, you know, I have that on my console now, so I don't have to go out and buy it when 2.0 comes out. And that's one thing to mention, too, I guess. EA Play is now live and included with your Xbox uh, yep. Game Pass Ultimate subscription, and if you don't already have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, I don't know what else I can tell you to, to make you get this. Like, plus, it is on, plus on top of that, they just threw in that you can get a free month of Disney Plus. Yeah, but Verizon's already paying that right. for me, so I'm not gonna <laughs> correct me too. Yeah, it was kind of crazy checking um, Game Pass when I booted up the new console and like, oh, there's all the EA games. So like, automatically expanding the Game Pass library by a good what like. 40 or 50 games probably that yeah there's and i have there's like 80 games i think in total on there but a lot of them are like five different versions of madden and you know madden 15 through 20 and and (laughs) nhl 15 through 20 that kind of thing right yeah they don't have the newest versions of like fifa or madden or anything but they do get added on usually not too long after maybe like a couple months from now yeah we'll see i do think that it's about a year yeah. The, um, before they get added, because EA would, you know, be shooting themselves in the foot right. if they put Madden 21 on EA Play. So you're also going to be able to, with their sports games in particular, you get that like, I don't know how many hours it is trial when the games come out. Like yeah, I think it's like right. a five or ten hour trial. It's so a ten can, hour trial. Yeah, so you can try those like Madden and FIFA and all those games out before you buy them, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, I think. To think I've installed probably four four games so far, and I do have my four terabyte external plugged into my new Xbox with ha- which has all my last gen games on it. Um, but I think I still have about uh, like six hundred gigabytes left, so I'm doing okay so far. But we do have Call of Duty coming, so yeah, and Call of Duty will <laughs> t- will take up a decent amount of that. Yep. Any other news? I just have two other things. Okay. Uh, we do get an idea of when some of the PlayStation games are going to be released this year. In a latest Sony commercial, there was a little bit of the fine print reading you have to do, where Ratchet and Clank and Gran Turismo are expected to release in the beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. and then Horizon Forbidden West is expected to come out second half of 2021. So they kind of have the first half with Ratchet and Clank and Gran Turismo, and then, you know, Sony's putting a lot of their dollars and money into her uh into the horizon franchise so that's going to probably be the holiday game yeah so if horizon is coming out holiday of next year you think uh god of war is 2022 maybe first half of 2022 i you know i can't remember no you know what now that i think about it i'm pretty sure the trailer that they did said 2021 okay yeah, because I was thinking about it today, because obviously we know that like I did not pre-order the PS5, but I think what will rope me into getting one is if they have some sort of limited edition God of War console. Um, so that's what I was trying to figure out today. I was like, well, whenever that comes out, if it's you know next year sometime, maybe in the summer, that's probably when I'll be picking up mine. But yeah, I was kind of surprised how far out Horizon is. I thought it would be like early next year, but I mean, I guess they have enough lined up to keep you busy. 
Yeah, especially with games like Ratchet and Clank, which is, you know, that single player story game. Yep. And Gran Turismo is, of course, Sony's exclusive racing franchise, which just Sony, could you make a road racing game? Just <laughs> it, it, I I don't know what it is like. I'm, I'm even downloading right now Forza Motorsport 7. I know I'm not going to play a decent amount of it, but I just went eh, it's optimized. Yeah. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And it's the same thing with Horizon. You know, I downloaded all that stuff and I'll give that a shot, too. Yeah, true. And the last one I have is going to be Square Enix posts a huge loss with the failure of the Avengers game. They projected that they lost about $86 million. Hello, PostEdit Barry here. Just wanted to let you guys know that Square Enix actually posted a $63 million loss on Avengers, not $86 million. Just wanted to let you guys know, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. With it and... You know, we said on here that the Avengers game, the story mode is good. We did Mm -hmm. like the story mode and we didn't have a problem with it. But I really do think the lack of post-game content, post-game heroes that we haven't even seen, post-game missions that you can do, like, it's it's probably too late for them to to even try to mope some of that money together. It's... I'm actually considering, like, with... I have the Avengers game and I have it for my PlayStation, but the thing is, is I don't even think, you know, Spider-Man's going to come and save that, that game at all, because it's, it's fundamentally like the loot system stuff that people don't like. It's fundamentally the lack of mission variety that people don't like. There's a lot of stuff that people don't like about this game. And it's just too bad for the, for the maker Crystal Dynamics, because I really liked their, uh, Tomb Raider franchise. Me too. Really good, but yep. You know, they they took on a very ambitious sort of thing, and I thought with story mode they did good, but it, it didn't need it to be this looter type thing. It should have just been, you should have just taken away the loot and just made it an RPG type thing where we already have all of like, you know, you gain a level with the hero and you gain extra abilities. I don't know why this loot thing needs to be a part of it at all. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer. We both said, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the single player, but as soon as I finished, I was like, all right, I am I have no desire to continue to play this. And even when I checked out the online portion of it, I was like, man, there's nothing to do. So for me, at least at this point, it really doesn't matter what they add to try to bring people back. I just, it's dead for me. So yeah. no Spider-Man or any other character is really going to save it for me. Yeah, that's it. I that's That's all I have for news. Okay, so we go into the Xbox. We go into the Xbox and games played. This is what everybody's right. here for. Yep, that's true. So I think initially we should just talk about the console itself physically. What do you think? Yeah, sure. We can do that. <laughs> okay. uh, for me, my first impressions of, and if you haven't already like spoiled yourself and seen what the Xbox comes in, the box it comes in, yeah. it's it's pretty good presentation. I'll it's cool. It, yeah. It's a, it's a premium experience that they're trying to pull off and i think they do it pretty well that xbox is heavy that that thing is a <laughs> yeah. chunky chunky boy that's what yep. that is it's, it's chunky now do you have yours laying down or standing up i'm a lay, i'm a laying down type of guy you know okay. I, I, I posted the picture on twitter yeah and i you know the first thing i went and i saw even yours on instagram with the vertical yep uh, of it and i'm like wow it just looks tall and it does and it wouldn't fit it would not fit like <laughs> that in my uh, in my entertainment center i would say for me like since i did stand it up the first thing that kind of got my attention and i have the space to stand it up but it's not as big as i thought it was gonna be um and even when like you open that box i was like oh 
this is a lot smaller than I was led to believe. I think because we're so used to how big the PlayStation is. And yeah, like, and everybody won't shut up about it. Right. I don't know. I just, it seems like it's tall standing up. Like, you know, it, it's a decent size, but it's definitely not, doesn't take up as much real estate as I thought it would on my desk here. And like, like uh, you said, I do have a picture up on the Instagram page if you want to see it next to my Crash Bandicoot who's holding the controller. But yeah, I don't know. Like a lot smaller than I thought, but still a, a decent size for a console. It's, you can't really compare it to like a desktop tower because it's not even close, but it's definitely big for console size. Yeah, and the controller that comes with it is a pretty standard Xbox controller. I like what they did with the D-pad, putting, mm-hmm. uh, making it a more circular. And I did, uh, I do like the textured back of it to add more grip. Not that I'm really worried about a controller slipping out of my hand, but it just feels <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I would say like I, I took it out and I held it and then I put it in my little Crash Bandicoot holder here. But like I'm just using my Elite controller, so. I don't Same even here. think I'll, I probably won't even use it. So like that share button for me is is not something I'll probably ever use because um, it's not on the Elite controller and I don't have a reason to not use my Elite controller. Um, but one thing I did want to mention, though, is that's that fan on the top is massive. Yeah, it's a big fan. You can, <laughs> it's you a can monster. see it. Yeah. Uh, fan on it. And uh, I don't like where I play in like my office is a smaller room, but I don't think I'm going to have to uh, heat my office this winter because that thing puts off some heat. Um, I, have, I haven't noticed any heat with, <laughs> with mine yet. So mine's kicking it straight up into the air, right? It's going right up. Um, yes. And I actually pulled it out a little bit from underneath where my TV is mounted on the wall because it was heating up the like bottom corner of my TV. Um, oh. And it, when you're just like on standby, but like I played Watch Dogs for maybe like a half hour and I was I put my hand over the top and I was like oh that's some that's some heat but I mean it's doing what it's supposed to it's circulating the air so it's fine yeah. but yeah it's <laughs> it's putting off some big boy heat there it's <laughs> it's doing some work under there yeah <laughs> uh what do you think about I guess we can just start with UI which didn't really change yeah <laughs> it, it didn't really change at all and that's pretty much what I expected mm-hmm. we Xbox had gone through a whole bunch of changes with their UI during this console generation. And I think now like people, people are starting to get used to how the UI looks Mm -hmm. for the Xbox. So I think they pretty much just went, we don't need to change it and, and put it the way it is. It, it, I, I, in, in all honesty, it looks the same as the series X. I really haven't noticed any difference from it at all. I mean, we just got the update about a month ago that changed the xbox one x and the one s if you have that to what would be the same ui that the the series s and x is using so like initial impressions for me i turned it on and obviously it has a new boot up screen and sound that it plays um but other than that it kind of loaded in and i was like oh this is this is exactly the same so everything is the same it pulled over like the same background i have um all of my games on my external hard drive are just there so initially i don't want to say i was like disappointed but when you think of like new gen you know next gen you're you're excited for something new and then you turn it on and i was just kind of like okay i I mean it's the same so (laughs) nothing really changed here it's just a different different box or shell that's sitting on my desk here um but i don't know if is there anything else you want to get into before we get into game wise 
I guess not really for for the most part when I think about the console uh, it's it's pretty weighty when you hold it like mm-hmm. you'll definitely I was definitely surprised by how much it weighed and I'm really interested to see how surprised I am with what the PS5 weighs in at <laughs> and yeah. how big it is cuz that's what everybody's been talking about the the green illumination that's on the top of the fan I think looks really cool but yeah. uh, if you're not looking at the console at the time I don't know if it was really needed for the most part cuz it's an know, interesting I, touch but yeah you don't see it yeah, it's it, and and you're not gonna be looking out for it unless somebody else comes and sees. Oh, you have the Series X. X, let me take a look at it. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think, uh, gameplay wise? What'd you play? So, game wise, uh, I have a list here. I played <laughs> NBA Two K Twenty One. I bought okay. Bright Memory, and I played. Now these games aren't updated, but I played FIFA and Madden. Okay all on the new console so i know you played nba so i'll go into nba yeah because i haven't i downloaded it but i haven't played the next gen version yet i'm excited to see the difference yeah like for me this i'm so glad i played this game first because this really did feel like a next gen type game Mm -hmm. i didn't play and i'll be interested to hear your opinion next week on the on nba because you played the the last gen console as well i didn't i bought nba specifically for this generation and i played as the 76ers and it looks really good i am really happy with you know there's no i i really haven't seen or noticed weird issues with like you know somebody's shorts you know you know kind of glitching underneath their skin or something like that with which is what you see a lot of the time with sports games but it played smooth the load time was non-existent i literally picked you know 76ers between the hornets because i suck at nba so i needed to pick (laughs) a bad team and it it literally went right into it and it's the small details about how everything looks better um at least from my standpoint players look good uh i I will i will admit during the opening cinematic you know it kind of shows you the starting lineups and the players I didn't notice like their lips aren't moving. It just looks like their their mouths are taped shut, so it was kind of <laughs> awkward to see it like that. Because in a game, you're talking to your teammates and that kind of thing, having fun before the game actually starts. And it was weird to see, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, mouth just didn't move at all. You know, he <laughs> nothing moved with it. And M- NBA in general. And, and as other people have said before, this game looks to be the kind of first thing where I went, wow, this is next gen because the the graphics looks really good. The players, the teams, the dance team, the mascots look better, like everything overall got an update, which I think this is how sports games needed to be done this generation, yeah, especially to take advantage of this stuff. And we'll see where FIFA goes. Madden, I'm really worried for, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, my suspicions from my initial reaction to playing it when it came out for the the Xbox, not the Series X, but just the Xbox One X, was that they were put all the work into the next gen, and it seems to be pretty true, uh, which is fine. I mean, you expect that when there's a new console coming out. So I'm excited to play it tomorrow, maybe tonight, and just really dive into it, because I only put a couple hours into it when I bought it back in October. Because I just kind of figured, you know, I'm going to be playing it more on next gen anyway. I'll just save my, you know, my my career for that. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll have opinions on that tomorrow, or not tomorrow, next week, about you know previous gen and, and next gen. 
Um, I guess I can go into Watch Dogs Legion because I've already talked about that last week, but now that I've played it on next gen. And this is the first game I played on the Series X here. And up until like I put this in and I let it install and I was just kind of like doing some stuff around the house and I was just kind of thinking about it. And I wasn't super impressed so far with the console because obviously, like I said, the UI is the same. It just looked like the same console. Um, But once I put on Watch Dogs, um, I had stopped playing Watch Dogs on uh, like last week because whenever you fast travel or go between missions, the load times were they were insane, but they were long enough to annoy me. So, you know, I turned this on and I went into it and I had a habit of I would load a mission on Watch Dogs and then check my phone um, and then wait for it to load. And I did that instinctively. Like I turned it on and I checked my phone and I was like, oh, wait, we're, we're loaded. We're, we're good to go. It was about, you know, two or three seconds. Um, but this is another one that I think is going to be good to show off next gen, especially if you were to put the two side by side, because the comparison of like the detail in the city between last gen and current and this gen is like not even close. Um, I think a lot of it is the like the ray tracing aspect of it. Um, and again, like if you don't have a 4K TV, you're obviously not going to see it as well. But I, I was like blown away when I loaded up and I was like, oh, wow, everything is like super clear. There's details on the buildings that are just not there in the previous gen version, which is interesting. Um, the character models of the people walking around are way more detailed down to the fact that like you can see the person's cell phone when they're walking around with it. Right. Like, so you can see what's on their phone. Um, it's crazy. So I'm glad I didn't like rush through this game. Like I had said last week, I was taking my time because now I can really, really enjoy it that much more. And yeah, like the load times are insane. So it's, uh, another one. So if NBA is a good one to go with, I think watchdogs is going to be another good one to pick up as well. Um, but yeah, I've been super impressed. I only played like a half hour so. I didn't have a whole lot of time before we recorded here, but Definitely one I'm going to say if you're buying next gen, either Xbox or PS5, you're definitely going to want to pick this one up too. Yeah, and I, I will say that we all have impressions on Assassin's Creed Valhalla next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting my copy later tonight as it's being dropped off to me by a friend. Did you get so, it for Xbox? Or I did get it for Xbox. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, so with, with everything we've said good about the game so far, let me get into some of the not so good. Okay. Uh, this bright memory was showed off as a game in the E3 trailer that came out and uh, it's only $9, but I'm going to tell you to stay away from it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel bad saying this because like the bright memory that the demo looked really, really good. I thought that it was mm-hmm. going to be kind of a fun speed running, like ghost runner type game, which is very popular right now. Thanks to ghost runner. Right. And, you know, it, it just has a lot of issues like the the lip flaps with audio don't necessarily sync up the aiming and because it's it's a mixture of a first person shooter and there is some like um, sword play in it as well. And it just doesn't it, it does. It didn't feel right to me in a lot of ways. And it has that thing that I hate where the menu when you press start is just you controlling a little mouse. <laughs> And I hate that. Like, that just goes into saying that, you know, you. this is a game that's also get, being put on PC and you didn't even change the menu at all for the 
uh, for the Xbox version. And I'll get into the detail here with it. Like when, when you first start up the sensitivity for like FPS is really, really low. It's I couldn't even play on it and I suck at FPS. So when I go into settings and try to adjust the FPS, you usually use the D pad to adjust the FPS in this one. You have to take the cursor over to the bar and click a spot. So you're not really getting a precise, you know, sensitivity that you would want for the game. And with that as well, we also have issues where textures are literally popping in as a cutscene is going on. <laughs> and when you're fighting someone, it will do like a slow-mo kill. And then on top of that, when you finish like a tiny battle sequence, it cuts it cuts to your character like turning around and then it's back into gameplay. Like it's so sudden and it tries to be this really fast game. But I, I have, I was really excited because this looked like a game that was going to be specifically made and take advantage of the series S and X, and I am not seeing it at all. <laughs> it's a true next gen experience where you have like these random games that get thrown out on release day that are not good. And I, I'm glad you you got to it first because I was eyeing it up because I saw it and I think it was like nine, seven or nine dollars, and I was like, oh. I remember them showing off this game. I might pick this up, but now I know not to. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna continue to try to get through the story. And, and let me tell you, the story just literally throws you into it. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you do like this introductory mission. You get ported. You, you get like teleported, and then the and then the girl that you play as just says, "Oh, are we on one of the mount uh, on one of the hidden islands found in the North Pole?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. So that Game was. Game of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can call it that. <laughs> I can't wait for the December Game of the Year award show. And <laughs> this game is on there. Yep. I can't wait. It's going to have a big turnaround once you finish it. And you're going to be like, this was the greatest game ever. Well, if they, yeah, if they update it and it's great, then sure. It's kind of the same thing with, um, with Scorn, how I'm <laughs> waiting for it to be Game of the Year, which. I'm not going to eat my words there. It's not going to be. <laughs> That's <just> true. <laughs> um, so the only other game that I got to play so far was I did try out the first level of Gears Tactics. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is on both versions uh, of the console. I don't know if it's specifically made for Series X or, or whatever, but it is an XCOM-like game just in the Gears universe, um, which is you know something I, I enjoy. Um, but it does look really, really good. Um, the load times, again, are non-existent. I think we're going to be saying that about everything from here on out. Just like, hey, there's no load times, which is weird. But um, first mission was cool. It's obviously an introduction mission, so I don't know all like the nuances of this game yet. But I enjoy the Gears storyline, so I'm always down for more Gears-type stuff. And it's an XCOM-type game, so like I have fun with those games. So I don't know if I'll actually go through and finish all of this game or not. We'll see. But so far, it looks really good. It's on Game Pass, so if you're looking for more stuff to play that is like a next-gen type game that looks good, this would not be a bad idea since you don't have to spend the 60 on it. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. I'm liking it, and I'll, I'll probably have a more in-depth next week once I get to really get into it. But uh, so far, so good. So I haven't had any bad experiences yet on this console. Lucky you. <laughs> well, I didn't and download a million games yet. 
Yeah, and one <laughs> thing I will mention is when you're saying, uh, when we're saying that like the load times are non-existent, and I'm going to get into that with FIFA and Madden, I'm going to call right here, right now, and I'm predicting the future here. Mm-hmm. The next Elder Scrolls game is going to have load screens. Oh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we both agree on that because. Yep. I don't want I, I, I don't want people to think it's like instantaneous, like with a game like Watch Dogs. It's not instantaneous, but like when you quick fast travel from one area of the map to the other on the previous gen, you're looking at about a 30 second to a minute wait time. And now you're down to about five to 10 seconds. So it is yep. a drastic difference. Yeah, and it's much like the stuff that I was seeing when I was playing Madden and FIFA. Now I did mention before that the updated optimized versions of these two games have not come out. FIFA did release Mm -hmm. kind of a picture of what the detail is going to look like with the players. So I have some hopes about this game kind of taking the, you know, the, the player face and gender and stuff to the next level in FIFA. You're usually playing so far out like the camera that you don't really see their faces. So (laughs) be nice to see something where maybe at the start of the game a player like isn't sweaty but then at the end of the game if he scores a goal and you zoom in you know there's sweat all over his face or something like that that might be it yeah and right yep nba nba proved sweat sweat sells and with madden i just played one game uh it's always about sweat. their stuff isn't out give yet. me more sweat when the new franchise <laughs> updates are going to be coming <laughs> next yep. uh when, when the new versions of the game arrive on december 2nd so pretty much like there there isn't much of a load screen with madden but i did admit like i loaded into a game and i think i barely got to see kind of the, the load screen at all for madden mm-hmm. and I'll I'll say again I am I, I am worried about Madden when it comes to it. This is the most I've ever played of Madden for whatever reason. I don't know why I'm playing it this much. I'm going to be completely honest with you. That's cool because it's the same as every Madden. But I think there's some part of me that is hoping that the next gen version is just going to you know blow my mind, which it I don't think it's probably going to because. <laughs> Madden, unlike all the other sports games this year, isn't releasing a next or hasn't released yet a next gen trailer or a picture of what of what it would look like. Because you know it, it, it would take it to another level if you know the you know the pregame intro stuff. The players actually have their helmets off, so you can see the detail on their faces. But right now, you pretty much you know the player because you know the number of the player. Oh, okay, that's who that is. That's Kyler Murray. That's Russell Wilson. That's Patrick Mahomes. It's not crazy. And you know, with that, that's that's what I'm going to tell you to hold off on if you if you're worried right. about Madden, if you're thinking about getting Madden for next gen, I I would suggest you wait until we see more. Don't be like me. I can I'm going to I'm going to be like this because that there's no changing uh for me in a lot of ways. But you know these 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 two sports games are probably the two most popular of EA's <laughs> franchises because NHL does not sell very much. So EA has to... yeah, FIFA has always been the money maker, and you have people who buy Madden every year because I'm one of them. So we have we have to see where it goes from there. Right. So if if you're looking to buy these games, FIFA, FIFA off, has always the been the only money sports maker game. I tell you to buy right now, and I then I say this, you know, and I mean it. NBA yep. for sure, mm-hmm. at a doubt, 
NBA has by you know it has been my first experience with next gen and a very positive one to, to say the least you know even the halftime show stuff for NBA looks good and yeah. you know before we get into kind of maybe overall experience or something like that I do want to mention that and this is my rant about PlayStation Space when it comes to I have downloaded so many games. Yeah. I've and with EA Play, I've downloaded Anthem. I've downloaded Titanfall Two because that's available on EA Play, and I love that game. And with with day one support mm-hmm. for an external SSD, and I will admit it, it is expensive. It's two hundred twenty bucks. It's not cheap, but I have a peace of mind that my I still yeah. have a terabyte plus left. And when Call of Duty comes out, I'm gonna have nine hundred plus gigabytes without a doubt. Now, the one terabyte uh, SSD is not one terabyte. It's about it's about nine twenty. So, right out of the gate, it's not it's not being very truthful. And when yeah. the difference is eighty gigabytes, that that's significant. That's a game. That's a that's most games that you could. Okay. E- exactly, and and that's that's not something I'm particularly very fond of with these external hard drives or internal hard drives is it says a terabyte but it's not a terabyte it says five could be multiple games you know gigabytes but it's actually 496 so i'm i'm not sure why this is a trend developing in storage but i i am i am glad i did not get assassin's creed valhalla or cyberpunk for playstation because i would i'm going to guarantee you're going to run out of space and because there is no update with playstation about okay what m.2 drives can i get to put in this thing people are going to be scrambling around when there's when it's time to update their stuff and if sony doesn't come out with the update and tell people what to buy people are going to be really upset that they that they can't fit all the games they want and the console is less than three months old and and that's why and, and that's why i I switched because I originally wanted Assassin's Creed on PS5. I wanted NBA on PS5 because that's what they've been showing off. But NBA is like 120 gigabytes. So you're 600 and something gigabytes on the PlayStation. You're now down to 500. And that doesn't include Demon's Souls. That doesn't include Spider-Man Miles Morales. This doesn't include the Spider-Man remaster if you get the, uh, you know, Ultra Edition. Yep. So... Sony and I know that a lot of people are talking about how great the controller is and how and how cool this console is going to be when it comes to load times. But people are buying more and more games now and they want the the access to play them when they want it. And you say 825 and I get that your SSD is custom made, quote unquote, for for, for this console. But you're seriously hampering yourselves by not having, you know, by having 600. At that point, you're at almost 500, which is half a terabyte. And right. If and if you have NBA, you get Call of Duty. I'm gonna say that's about 225 gigabytes. You're already at 400. And let's say you want to play last gen games on it. Last of Us yep. is almost 100 gigabytes. You have so many games now that are all that are all so big and ambitious, the AAA games, that the yep. uh, I'm interested to see if when I do my console transfer for my between my PS4 uh, Pro and my PS5, if I get an error message that goes the PS5 can't fit everything you know you have on there, because 
because it's less. And I think that is a huge oversight on Sony's part. And I know this is a rant, but this is it. it, it I, I think in a lot of ways this is unacceptable, <laughs> and especially the fact that expandable right. storage is not available day one is so unacceptable. It's absolutely yep. ridiculous that. And I, I'm a Sony guy. I love my PlayStation. But it's it's unacceptable that people can't plug in their hard drives, and people can't buy SSDs in order to me. have that yeah. comfort of knowing that you know you're going to be able to fit all your games on there. Because I know for a fact my PS4, I have a I have over 800 gigabytes used. Yeah. So I know for a fact when I go to do the to do the exchange, it's not going to be able to fit everything. So then at that point, it's like, well, now I have to start choosing what games I want to have on my console. And that's not an issue that anybody should have a day, day one that that console comes out. (laughs) Yep. I think for me, like, obviously, like, I'm the the Xbox guy and you're more the Sony guy. And I don't have a PS5 pre-ordered. But when I look at the two consoles, Sony is by far the console between the two that has the most day one original games to get for your system. You can go into the store on Thursday and get Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, Demon's Souls. Um, what's the other exclusive am I missing? I'm missing one. There's the Pathless, which is yeah. going to be on there. I'm not sure if that's the one you're talking about. No, there was, I think there's one you just mentioned that I'm blanking on. Um, I don't just- know. Are you talking about the Spider-Man remaster? That's maybe, available yeah. With... Um, but yeah, like if if you're going in there and be like, all right, I'm getting my PS5. I know I want to get Demon Souls. Obviously, I want to play Spider-Man. I might pick up Sackboy. Don't forget that you still have, you know, the the Astro's Playroom is already installed on there, so yeah. you don't have to worry about that space-wise. And that may be some of the space that's being taken up, but I can't imagine it's a lot. Um, but day one, if you go in and buy three games you may not even have enough space to have all of them on there. And I just don't, I can't understand a reason why they don't have day one support for something external or even internal. Cause they showed off when they took it apart, how to install one. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, they showed that there is a specific spot right. for an external. <laughs> right. So they showed that in the breakdown video, but you can't buy one and they, and nothing is supported. So, and there's no option other than one terabyte. Like there was no, here's a two terabyte version. There was none of that. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like they have to imagine that 95% of the people buying a PlayStation are probably buying Miles Morales, right? I don't know what the percentage would be on on uh, Demon Souls. I'm going to say maybe 50%, maybe more. I don't know, but like, man... <laughs> What are you doing? And then you factor in Assassin's Creed, which you know a lot of people are playing or want to play because that's a new game. And if you're getting any of the sports games, you for 100% don't have enough space. And then Call of Duty on Friday, the day after. So I I don't know. I just don't know. understand what they're thinking here. Unless it was just something that kind of slipped their mind that they didn't think would be an issue day one. And I, 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 think, I think it has to be just lack of you know, thinking about it, I think is a lot of the, is, is a lot of what the problem is with, with the Sony console. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I am, I am so interested to see because ever since we started this podcast and ever since we started talking about the next gen consoles, memory and storage has been my number one concern for it all. And 
with with the Xbox at least, you have day one support with the Seagate, and literally, guys, you literally plug it in and it's good to go. There is no formatting. The Xbox even says that the Seagate drive, you know, you can start saving stuff to it right away, and mm-hmm. it counts it towards your total amount of storage that you have in the system. But that's that, this, yeah, and I know that I feel like I'm getting very angry and passionate about this, but like it's it's just unacceptable, especially considering that Sony has been in the gaming business for so long. Yeah, and also even before these consoles were announced, we were talking about the fact that like we both thought that one terabyte is just not enough. Like I still wholeheartedly 100% believe that these consoles, at least the Series X and the non-digital version, the disc version of the PS5, should have had at minimum two terabytes included. And I know they're expensive, but yeah, or, I, that's a that's like a minimum they should have had. Yeah, yeah and, and not only that, or the amount of memory that is advertised on that box is what is available day one. Yep. Because, you know, even even the today's example with the Xbox Series X, you you first get into it and it's not a terabyte that is available right it is 200 gigabytes and and here's the thing you can get a 256 ssd and store that on the operating system this is what a lot of computers do right where you have you know an ssd that's separate that has all of your operating stuff and then other pieces of memory that are going to store your games your word documents and everything like that so i'm just not sure why you just don't do it like that. And yeah. it's not like there isn't enough room on these consoles to do it. The The consoles are bigger than they ever have been. And right. SSDs are, you know, the size of 2.5 inches. They're a little tiny rectangle and they're thin. Yep. They, they don't take up a lot of space. So <laughs> yeah. Right. And also just on a side note, cause I just saw this today with the PS five and I figured I'd bring it up this week because Obviously, we won't really. I mean, we'll talk about the PS5 next week, and you'll have your impressions. But the uh, the controller, and I know you've kind of had like you've handled it because you own one, but you haven't played any of the games with the uh, the haptic feedback on the triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're making such a you know a big deal about this, and it does seem like it's something that's pretty cool. Um, but one thing that I saw today with Call of Duty is they put up a little quick like video yep. about today, yeah. yeah about like depending on what gun it is, determines like the tension on the, you know, to aim down sight. So they're like, Hey, if you're using a pistol, um, it's going to be easier to pull it back than it would be like an RPG. Right. And that's a cool idea. But the first thing that came to my mind is, uh, these are, you know, call of duty is a cross play game. You can play against PlayStation on an Xbox, right? That seems like such a disadvantage in a multiplayer game where, if I'm playing against you and you're on PlayStation and I'm on Xbox and we're pulling up our assault rifles, right? Mine's going to pull up quicker than yours because I don't have that tension on my, on my controller. It just seems like a disadvantage and I would hope it'd be something you could turn off if you really don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. I was just about to mention Sony has mentioned that haptic feedback is something you can turn off on any of the games. Right. I think for a lot, I think for a lot of people, if you didn't already know that, at least you know now. Where right. if you don't like the haptic feedback, turn it off. Yep. You know this. I think this haptic feedback with the controller, and we won't get into it too much because I'll have more on it next week. Right. It is. It's going to be cool for single player games when yeah. you're by yourself and you're super engrossed in whatever 
story game you're playing, whether it's Demon Souls or Miles Morales or Ratchet and Clank or Horizon Forbidden West that comes out next year. So, yeah, you know, it is something you can turn off, but it is something to keep in mind. And I'm interested to see if a year down the line we find out these haptic trigger things are breaking. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. It's going to be the first thing to go on these controllers for sure. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a pretty in-depth conversation with a rant. You, you can't get better than that. Yeah, I've, yeah, I'm actually surprised with how with everything that came up in my head about storage. So <laughs> let's take it easy. Yeah, and let's talk about the movies and TV shows we watched this week. And I did watch Mandalorian episode. Me one too. Since the last podcast. Yep. So I know we talked about we would talk about spoilers for episode one. Do we mm-hmm. want to get to episode two as well? I think it's fair because the the episodes come out on Friday. And these usually, you know, our podcast usually posts on Thursday. So you have almost a week, right, to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I think it's fair enough. Yeah. All right. So we'll start off with Mandalorian episode one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's great that the Mandalorian is back. I've I really like this series. I I get that why Disney's doing it weekly. I do wish I could binge it all in one night, though. Absolutely. Like that would be such a fun thing to do. But if, if you wanted to do that, you would have to wait what looks like to be about nine or eight weeks is usually how long the last season ran. Mm-hmm. And you could do the same thing with this if you wait, but you're probably going to get spoiled because if you're on any type of social media, a lot of what what people are talking about is the episodes of The Mandalorian. So, yeah. So, so far, two episodes in, I know I had said last week that I was hoping that they could keep up, you know, the pace of the first one, which had a lot of action. Um, it was very entertaining. And I think this second episode pretty much delivered on that. Um, again, they're heavy handed on the child. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's I don't think it's too much. I enjoyed his little escapades with eating the eggs. I thought that was great. Yeah. And and we'll mention that the the egg eating is an episode, too. But like, yeah, you know, the child, the baby, the baby Yoda is what is could all be referred to in a lot of ways. Um, when he's eating the eggs in episode two, he's such an a-hole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, like, he is. <laughs> like, and it, it, it made me did think about like, oh, you know, what are we feeding the child, if anything? Yeah. If we're feeding the child, because I, you know, you haven't really seen him eat anything other than in this episode where he can't help but eat every egg he happens to come across. <laughs> and yeah. I get it. Eggs are good. I like them scrambled. I like them over easy. Eggs are great. But, you know, he, they're that egg is someone else's child, which is very evident <laughs> yep. in, uh, in, in episode two, but uh, let's get into episode one. Okay. Cause that was kind of the big, uh, the big introduction into season two Yeah, where you're, you're right back into the action where the Mandalorian is leaving and he's looking to find other Mandalorians to help guide him to where this child is going to, uh, you know, where this child is supposed to go or take it back home. Mm-hmm. And, he arrives at Tatooine and he's supposed to go to an abandoned mining facility, Moss Pelgo. I'm actually surprised I'm remembering all this. I haven't watched the episode or anything <laughs> at all. And, That's how good it was. It stuck with you. Yeah. And we find out the Mandalorian isn't really a Mandalorian. The gentleman that bought the uh, ended up buying the armor from a bunch of Jawas. Yeah. You have to mention the fact that the first time you see this new Mandalorian that he's looking for, for people who know Star Wars and have watched Star Wars, he walks in and for, you know, my first impression was, 
That's Boba Fett's armor. Oh my god, Boba Fett is in this. And then you look at it again and you go, wait a minute, that dude is way too little to be Boba Fett. That that armor doesn't even fit him correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and he does end up taking his helmet off, which is a big no-no to the Mandalorians, and you find out he's not a Mandalorian. He just has the armor. Yeah, and he it you find out that he's the sheriff around town. He's the one that's been protecting everybody from the from outlaws and the crate dragon. Mm-hmm. But it didn't hit me. It was it was uh, Boba Fett's armor until he took off the helmet and he planted it down mm-hmm. because of coloration. I couldn't really see it right away. But once once he did that, I remember saying, "Oh, that's Boba Fett." You know, that's yep. Boba Fett's helmet. So it was kind of cool. And with that, you find out that the of uh, the people of this village are being terrorized by a crate dragon. So they go to check it out. And then the Tuscan Raiders are also being terrorized by this village or ter- terrorized by the crate dragon. So while the Raider, while the Tuscan Raiders go and, you know, uh, steal from and, and raid that nearby village in Mos Pelgo, they have to put aside their differences in order to defeat the crate dragon. And that's when really all the action decides to come in. <laughs> yeah. You get to see, um you know they put together this huge plan to kill this crate dragon and you still kind of know in the back of your mind that at the end of the day it's just going to come down to the mandalorian to kill it himself because that's how it always works out um but i thought the whole scene was was very well done and it was like it's on par with a movie you know with like the action sequences and the amount of time and money you know they put into this um and like the special effects it's crazy to think that like this is a TV show that we get to watch every week, which is literally like a a half hour show, but with the production of a movie, which is what we got with Game of Thrones, too. But it's cool to see an, a Star Wars show with this kind of care into it. People who care yeah. about the source material. Yeah, and it really wasn't until episode two, which, you know, we can kind of get into where in episode two, they're in space. There is a space chase, you know, on a nearby planet. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, the budget for this is really good because that's that's something with a lot of CGI. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fast moving action. And the the scene is really, really beautifully done with, you know, um, the Mandalorian shutting off his engine, going down into the caverns of, of everything and, you know, trying, you know, trying to escape these two X-Wing pilots, you know, the um, the rebel the rebel army from uh from taking away his ship yeah and you know finding the child and then the kid and then the you know the frog mom with her kids so and and also a side note with the x-wing pilots if you ever ended up watching i know i've talked about on this podcast but kim's grocery on netflix the one pilot is the father from that show so i thought that was kind of cool that That to see him you know in in the star wars universe which is cool um but yeah that that chase sequence was wonderfully done and then you get you know the sequence in the uh caves with this i i mean i'm just gonna call them spiders right yeah i wanted i wanted none of that stuff <laughs> uh when I, when I saw like the big mother you know spider yeah. thing come out, i was like no 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 i don't want anything to do with any of this of this stuff because they they do a really good job of cgiing these creatures in because they look Yep. They look disgusting because that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. There's very intense episode. Both episodes have been intense. Um, I just like I, one of you know I've been told to me before that the first season reminded them of an RPG where every episode is a side quest. Um, and I, I get this as well. Every episode is a side quest for him, and where his overall goal is to get the child back home. 
but he just keeps getting interrupted by all these side quests. Um, but yeah, I enjoy like, you know, I could do an hour long show of this every week and I would be totally fine. But I think, I think that, they are an hour long. Are they? Maybe yeah, I'm just, maybe I'm just so engrossed that it it goes by quickly. I'm almost positive they're an hour long. All right. Well, never mind then. But like they seem to go by really, really quickly, which is always a good sign. Um, but yeah, I it may get old if we get a couple of seasons in and every episode is him just getting interrupted and being told to go do this, go do this and all that. But for now, like I'm enjoying it. And, you know, we didn't talk about the end of episode one, but, you know, you're big, I guess. I mean, I, it's a spoiler, but big push is that, you know, Boba Fett is still alive and he's looking for his armor, which is cool. Um, so hopefully we get some justice to finally see Boba Fett in action, because if you go back to those original movies, you really didn't get to see him much. And then in Return of the Jedi, he dies fairly quickly. So I'm hoping that we get to see the two of them together working together, because I think that would be super cool. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think it pays off for a lot of longtime fans who have mm-hmm. really wanted more of like the Boba Fett bounty hunter type thing. Yep. And I, I will say right now, I'm trying to look for the runtime to make sure that I'm not, you know, spreading false information. <laughs> and it is 52 minutes. The first okay. episode is 52 minutes. They're each an hour. OK. Yeah, it just seems to go by a lot quicker. So that's never a bad thing. But, but yeah, that, that's if you, all I Yeah, if, it, if you can't tell. If you enjoy Star Wars, you 100% need to be watching the show. If you don't enjoy Star Wars, give it a shot because you may still enjoy the show for what it is. At its heart, it's a Western, right? Um, yeah. yeah. It's a Western with, you know, the the child is there as comedic relief and also to draw everybody else in because everybody loves the child. And, you know, I did say when I was watching this with my wife, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, the child really is a spoiled brat. He really is because... He goes wherever he wants. He does whatever he wants. And like everybody's like, oh, he's so cute. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, as a parent, I look at it and I'm like, man, this is like the most spoiled, obnoxious kid in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's got something to do with the fact that I don't think the Mandalorian really knows how to be a dad or right. anything like that. Like, you know, we never we see him out for his protect, you know, being a dad in the way that he's super protective of him but not so much that, you know, he doesn't really know how to scold the child or <laughs> yeah. tell him, hey, you know, stay in the ship or something like that. Because literally he tells him to do one thing and then the baby goes and does another. It <laughs> yeah. was weird when they, early on, they kind of show in episode two that the that the, the child is like looking at these eggs in a weird way. And it was weird how I went, I think the kid wants to eat them. And then the next scene, I saw him eat the eggs. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I called it. I'm, yeah. I don't know how I figured that out in all honesty. But <laughs> he, he was memorized by them. He could have done anything with those eggs, but he ate them. Yeah. At first, I thought maybe he was going to do some sort of like something with the force with them because he kind of like put his hand on the glass. And then, yeah, you get to the next scene, you're like, oh, no, no. He, he literally just wants to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check that show out. It's great. Did you watch anything else? No, that's uh, that's it for me. I, I watched some anime, but yeah, this okay. is not an anime podcast. So I <laughs> that yeah, that's really the only thing I watched. I did start watching New Mutants, but I haven't finished it yet. So I will talk about that next week. And that is a movie that was been in production hell for years. I mean, that was filmed in 2018 and it's just now coming out. So I'll have opinions about that next week. 
Yeah, uh, other than that, that's pretty much all we have for the show. We're about an hour. But one thing I did want to tell everybody is that we did launch our website. Mm-hmm. It's And I, I, I know it's not what I wanted it to be yet, and it's not what people expect it to be. Uh, building a website has been much harder than I ever expected. But I, I wanted to get this out so people could see it, you know, see what the, see what it's all about. We are going... Right now, the site is highsensitivitygaming.com. You can literally look it up, and the site shows up. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, right now, all that's on there are reviews that I've written and posted. So if you want more about Pokemon Crown Tundra, if you want more about NHL 21, I did reviews for them, and you guys could read them. They're more extended versions, you guys. And that that's the whole point of the site, is I want to be able to use this to sort of reach out and give you guys a more in-depth, what my more in-depth views are on the games that we play and it's going to be a very busy week for me as i'm going to be doing a lot of these throughout (laughs) the throughout the month and i I, i'm gonna admit it and there is a post on the on the website that says you know what to expect with this site because uh, i'll admit it's it it is kind of cringy (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know i i wanted to post it reviews i wanted to make it look like you know ign GameSpot, or something like that but the website builder I'm using is making it very difficult and it's kind of hard to build anything. Mm-hmm. So when I post my blog posts are my reviews <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that kind of thing. And we will be adding photos of, you know, me and myself, uh, sorry, myself and Craig onto yep. the site and we'll be, and, and you'll be able to get a bit more information. It's funny that I'll mention like today, I, the, the site went live, you know, maybe two days ago and I got an email today uh from somebody i don't know okay. that wrote into the site that just went implementation and i went yeah yeah you know I, I admit it's not it's not there yet but i am going to continue to update i'm going to continue to work with it to the best of my ability and continue to try to get it somewhere where i'm happy with it one thing that i find weird is i'm trying to find a way to plug the podcast because that's what the whole site is there for right is to plug the podcast and for you guys to have it in more in depth on our reviews, but I'm having trouble even doing that. So in, in a lot of ways, you know, I'm, I'm happy for anybody that goes in there. You can make an account. It's a way to interact with us as well. You can comment on my written reviews and that I imagine not a lot of people are going to be doing so. So if you do decide to comment, I'm probably going to answer it if you have questions about it. And I know there are a lot of criticisms about the site, but I'm going to continue to work on it. I know it's it's. I didn't want to release it in this state, but the new consoles are coming out. I'm going to be writing a lot of reviews, and I want people to be able to see that in real time. So, I hope you guys can forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to start somewhere, and that's where we're going to start. So, I mean, right now, if the reviews, you only have reviews that you have written so far, but I'll get some up there as well, and then you know, down the line, maybe we put, start putting videos up and that kind of stuff. So it'll only evolve from there. So it's a good starting point. Yeah. And especially with like videos yet again, I, we plan on posting videos to a YouTube channel and linking them, you Mm -hmm. know, from the site and everything like that. And I'm going to have my PS4 right next to my office. So I will be able to do more streaming, more highlights, and even some video reviews, of games coming out like i, I want to do a video review of uh kingdom hearts melody of memory or memory of melody whichever one it is i just know it's going to be copy copy stricken to the to the depths of the the earth because it's copyrighted music so you know it it's something just to keep a lookout for and again you know we're we're a growing community it's right there on the page where craig and i are trying to build a community from scratch and i think 
anybody that wants to be a part of that now is somebody who's, you know, considered been here a very long time. Yeah. So keep an eye on that website. Yep. And if you haven't already, make sure to check out the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitch, the Twitter. You know, we're available on all of that. And I know we didn't get to do an unboxing. I might do some sort of unboxing thing with the PS5 because I have more of the... I'm going to have the console, I'm going to have the extra controller and the headset and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So there may be more something to see with that. But in, in, in all honesty, if you're looking at unboxings, you probably have already seen it through IGN or Unbox Theory. Mm, yeah, weeks ago, probably. And that's, you know, the the struggle for us is we don't get that stuff early. We're not big enough yet. The, you know, that would be the goal down the line. Yeah. But we, do, we are playing from behind a little bit as far as gaming coverage. Yeah, and we'll we'll continue to try to do our best to give you guys the information as fast as we can. Yep. But again, thank you guys for watching. Thanks for all your support so far, guys. And we really hope you continue to enjoy the content we make. With yep. that, see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.